0: You're listening to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast, episode number 23. Now, today I am bringing you guys a very extra special interview slash casual conversation that I had with my beautiful friend, Hannah Murphy. If you're not following me on Instagram or on my email list, then you may not know that Hannah and I have recently launched a very special new group coaching program called Purposeful Profit. So we decided to get together and have a casual chat conversation about what we believe are the six most important pillars of building a profitable and purposeful business. So we talk about these six different pillars, some common mistakes and misconceptions around these different things, and hopefully a few tangible tips as well, because we wanted this episode to be really helpful, practical, even if you may not be interested in this round of the program. We will be referring back to the program throughout our conversation, but our heart for this episode or this conversation is for it to be really, really helpful for you, even if you don't think you're really interested in the group coaching program. So most of the episode is talking about these six different pillars. We talk about offering suite and client experience, pricing and money management, lead generation and marketing sales psychology and booking clients schedule and team planning and systems and scaling. I know that sounds like a lot and that's because we're covering a lot in our group coaching program. And then toward the end of the episode we chat a little bit more about how we actually I guess created this program, how this program was born as well as some of the inclusions and the details around the program if you're interested in investing. I will let you guys know that at the time of recording, the program is already around one third full and we're about a quarter of the way through promotion. We are limiting the amount of spots to about 10 students and we'll be closing doors as soon as those spots are filled. And we'll be closing the doors on 7th of August at 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Or if you're from the US, that will be 6th of August at midnight CST. Or if we fill all 10 spots before then, we'll of course close the doors early. Hannah and I are so unbelievably excited for this program, as you will probably be able to tell while we are talking in this episode, but if this is something that you're interested in, if you have been following either Hannah or myself, if you are a service provider, AKA you work directly with clients. So Hannah's background for context is in the B2B space. She was a service provider offering virtual assistance and blogging and Pinterest management. And then obviously my background is in the wedding and creative space. So if you are a service provider who works with clients, you're wanting to build a more profitable business, streamline your offerings, your systems, your pricing, and ultimately make more money doing what you love, this program has been created for you. The investment of working with either of us one-on-one is a much higher investment, which is why we've decided to, I guess, join forces and create this offer so that we can help more passionate service providers with their businesses for a more affordable price tag. As I said, you'll hear us talk about all of the inclusions and details toward the end of the episode So definitely be sure to tune in to the end, even though it's a bit of a longer episode. As I said, we wanted this to be really helpful and juicy, even if you're not quite interested in investing in the program. So the interview did kind of extend out a little bit further than we expected, but we really think you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. And of course, a lot of value out of the program. We are So, so excited. So if this is something that you're interested in, please check out the website, purposefulprofitprogram.com. Otherwise, DM either Hannah or myself on Instagram and we would be more than happy to have a chat about whether the program is the right fit for you. Anyway, that's enough from me. I know you guys are going to love this episode This is more like a casual chat, friends having coffee and talking about things that we're passionate about, and I really think that you guys will enjoy this episode. So put your feet up, grab a cuppa, grab a notebook, and come join us as we talk about the six pillars of building a profitable and purposeful business. Hey, welcome to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast. My name is Sarah Luthie, and I love all things marketing, money, mindset, and helping creative entrepreneurs pursue their purpose. Nothing in life or business is perfect, but I believe in the power of taking imperfect action and showing up with grace, authenticity, and intentionality. So if you're ready to imperfectly pursue your biggest goals and build a life and business you love, there is a place for you here. Well, hi, friends. (laughs)
1: we've been talking like every day this week but now we get to record our conversation i know i all of a sudden have to feel like professional of like a podcaster now (laughs) yeah but it's gonna be good guys we're really really excited to
0: have this conversation on the show uh we're going to be talking about the six pillars of building a purposeful profitable business um really keen to dive into that, the kinds of mistakes people are making in um, those certain aspects, which we're about to share. And at the end of the episode, we'll be telling you about our exciting new group coaching program, Purposeful Profits. So that's going to be at the end. We'd love you to stick around for that part of the conversation. We'll probably be referring back to it throughout the chat as we go along, but we really want this episode to still be um, really helpful, really tangible, really challenging and encouraging for you, even if that's not something that you think you'll want to invest in. Our heart for this episode and this conversation is for you just to walk away um, feeling like you got some kind of value out of the episode. So that's kind of what we'll be doing today. So Hannah, do do just want to share a little bit for my audience who you are and what you do. I know we did have you on the show. I don't know. When
1: was that? Yeah, I feel ago. like ages ago. <laughs>
0: Maybe, like, almost a year. It was, like, not long after I launched the podcast. But um, I feel like a lot of people may already know who you are, but do you just want to tell people who may not know you a bit about who Hannah is?
1: Totally. Um, so, man, it's such a big question. <laughs> who am I? I who <laughs> um, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go deep. Uh, no, so basically I – started um, my business as a blog and Pinterest manager and loved it, scaled very quickly. And I was doing all of that while studying primary teaching at university. So I grew up, which is kind of ironic because I feel like Sarah grew up with a similar dream, but I always grew up wanting to be a teacher. I love teaching, love kids. I think it's just the best career ever. And Honestly, never really knew much about the business world. My dad was always in corporate, so I feel like I kind of had a little, like a lot of his personality in that way, but never really knew the business world existed. And so I just kind of thought, what is this thing? And was looking for a job during uni. Um, saw someone post about that they were looking for a VA, Googled what that was, and that was honestly the start. And so then I niched down into blog and Pinterest and scaled really quickly. I managed, I think when it was most like at its peak, I was managing about 30 to 35 blog and Pinterest clients at the time. And that was great, but it also taught me so much about client management, about client experience, about actually just learning how to manage your time and For me, Mm. when I was first scaling, I was working like seven days a week all the time and I knew there had to be a better way to do it. And so that's kind of when I started going into the productivity space because so many people were asking, how do you manage this? What does this Mm. look like? And I found that real love for teaching again because I was more just service provider. Well, not just service provider. It's the Mm. biggest honor. I love it. However, that like teaching side of me just wanted to <laughs> be unleashed again. And so that's kind of where I pivoted into and transitioned into. So I feel like I've kind of seen how to build up a service-based business and almost to a, like an agency kind of level because I had a team to help, but then also like have learned how to pivot totally in niches and then how to grow that again um, and become kind of known in something else. So that's been a fun journey. And so now I help people manage their schedules, basically.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. And what a crazy pivot. I feel like Mm. so many people have pivoted recently. Thank you, COVID. But yes, (laughs) I feel like so many people are in that season. And it's so interesting. And we've been talking about this this week, Hannah, but Mm. reflecting back on our childhood and our Mm. journeys and our stories. And so much of it is very similar, even though very different yeah I feel that we can definitely relate to each other in that sense and stepping into education and yeah it's exciting yeah totally <laughs> all righty guys well we would love to start talking about what we believe are the six most important pillars in building a purposeful, profitable business. So these six things we are actually going to be covering in depth in our program. And that's kind of why we wanted to share them today. But we're hoping that we can still provide a lot of value for you guys sharing about, yeah, some of the common misconceptions and mistakes around those things, and also providing a little bit of feedback and advice to help you implement. So Hannah, how about you kick us off? This is, this is your niche. This is your jam is offering suite and client experience something that mm-hmm. you built up really really well in your own business and you would have learned a lot during that season so do you want to share for anyone who is listening like what is an office suite is that is yes. like an office suite <laughs> what, what does that mean no offer suite like an offering selection I guess mm-hmm. do you want to share what that means for someone who doesn't know
1: 100% so um basically An offer suite essentially is what your offering options are, like Sarah said, a selection of things. But there's so much kind of psychology that goes behind an offer suite. I think people just go, oh, Mm -hmm. someone asked for this, so I'll create this. Um, But every new offering you add, there needs to be a system or a client experience attached to it. So the more and more you have the more and more client experiences you need. And so our heart and why we suggest that you always start looking at your office suite. And even now when I scaled and grew and all of that, like I still monthly reflect on my office suite because that impacts the way you market. It impacts The systems you need, it impacts the schedule you have, like so many things go into it. And it also impacts upon the pricing and everything like that. And so kind of with offerings, um, it's basically looking at what do you want your, like if you're a service provider, what do you want your signature service to be? And then do you need an upsell or a downsell on either way? And so really this program and Um, is having a look at like how to do that with so much purpose and intention behind what you love doing and what your audience loves. And I think so often there's honestly so many mistakes I see people make, but a main one is like, I think so much of the business world tells people to niche down, like niche down into an audience, niche down into an offering. And while that is true to a certain extent, I think people more need to focus on their niche transformation rather than a niche service. So like what actually are they delivering on and providing in? Uh, and how is that transforming the client in a unique purposeful, intentional way. And so that's Mm. what is kind of the first step to creating a profitable business. You've got to look at your offerings and how you're going to set that up. And then from there, kind of building upon that, it's offering suite and client experience. So client experience, um, I'm a big believer in that client, like the sales process doesn't end when someone just signs a contract right like it's throughout your whole experience and so and i know you're big on that sarah too and so like when i found so much of my business came through word of mouth and i think that's one of the most underestimated Mm. forms of marketing and so the client experience is meant to be built To basically allow that. And so it's really, it's not just like I said, when they are onboarded, when they sign the contract, it's also how you're delivering, Mm -hmm. how you're offboarding, and all of those things. So, that in a nutshell is my heart for client experience. And yeah, I believe Mm -hmm. that when you have a good one, you want to talk about it. But when you have a bad one, you also want to talk about it. I know Sarah and I have shared a lot of stories about, yeah, of our own experiences when people have like, delayed in sending deliverables to us when they haven't handled our requests well like there's so many ways people can be bad in one experience and we really yeah. want you to be good at it
0: yeah for sure I think everyone in some way can relate to investing in something or purchasing something and it hasn't yeah. quite met the expectation yes and like immediately, and don't you and I have talked about this too, when we've invested in a service provider or a resource or a program or whatever it is, and it hasn't delivered immediately, you say to yourself, I'm not going to suggest this to anyone because yeah. my experience with that wasn't ideal. So mm-hmm. I don't know, you can be the best at sales and getting yeah. clients, but if you're, you aren't actually meeting their expectations or more than that, surpassing their expectations, that's not going to generate any kind of referral system. I guess, natural, authentic referral system in any way or shape. And I think that's something that people need to start prioritizing a little bit more. I think so often we focus on that part before getting the client. What can I do to impress that they say yes, Um, but it goes beyond that. So I love how you shared about that. Mm. So yes, definitely something that is very, very important is creating an intentional um, suite of offers And not just doing anything and everything that will bring in money, but actually considering those things and how do they work with one another and how can you be strategic and that word again, intentional with your business structure so that it makes sense for you and for your clients. So I'm excited for that. So that's going to be, I guess, the first thing that we cover in the program, because that's kind of where everything in your your business flows out of is what you do, what you offer. And then obviously, as we said, client experience is so closely linked to that. So another thing that is so, so important when running a particularly profitable business is pricing and money management. This stuff (laughs) excites me so much. (laughs) This is your area. I I really love talking about numbers and I wasn't always this way, but I love talking to my friends about numbers. I love talking about income and it's probably a bit TMI, but like what they make and I just love it all. But I just think it's so important for people to really understand and get comfortable with their numbers. Mm. I haven't always been like that. I spent the first probably year, year and a half, not even caring about the numbers because it scared me and that was the root of it And I think for a lot of people it's a mindset issue they're scared of what they're going to see that the bank balance isn't going to be as high as they thought or their um, you know taxable income isn't going to be what they thought it was but this mm. is so important to get comfortable with it because when those numbers aren't what you think they might be then you can actually start making decisions and taking action to improve that result but you're not going to actually do anything to improve the result if you don't know what the current result is. Mm. So this is what we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, all of the good stuff, sales, expenses, profit margins, where your money should be going. But obviously before we get to that part of the money management behind the scenes, kind of thing, we also need to talk about pricing your services. So after we've gone through the whole offering suite and client experience, we'll have a quick discussion around pricing, um, how to best price your services, because guys, this is where so many people go wrong. Pricing is so much more than coming up with a number out of a hat. It's so mm-hmm. much more than looking at what your competitors are charging and pricing. Pricing is a real psychological art. It's something that. I get really excited about, I'm still learning a lot about the psychology behind pricing, but it's a really, really big deal. So I'm excited to start talking a little bit bit about the foundations of pricing strategically. We'll be looking at obviously costs involved. We will be looking at competitors and then coming up with a price that um, is in line with the value that you provide, the perceived value of your customers, um, Mm. and then creating a price that feels really aligned with what you're offering. So it's going to be a really good conversation. And then money management, as I've said, is talking about the nitty gritty numbers. So if you walk away with anything from this part of our conversation today, I just want you to know you need to get comfortable with your numbers. Mm. And it's going to feel so awkward at first. It's going to feel a little bit like an overkill checking your zero account or checking your bookkeeping every day or every other day, however you want to structure that. But eventually it's actually going to be a really exciting thing. I um I was doing something else yesterday in my work schedule. Hannah, you're going to kill me for this but I decided I'm gonna just change gears and just go into my bookkeeping even though that's probably not the most productive thing but I was like (laughs) I wonder what I made between January to July because I'm often looking at financial year I was like I wonder what I have made in the first six months so I decided to change gears put down what I was currently doing and I was like I'm just gonna have a look. But, guys, this is what I'm kind of talking about. This is the kind of thing that we need to start becoming Mm. aware of and start keeping a track of so that we can not only be charging appropriately but to ensure that we can actually make a profit from our businesses Mm. because so many people, they create a business they're selling pretty well, but they're not managing their finance as well. So they're not actually reaping the rewards. So someone might say, I have a six-figure business, but they might have only paid themselves five grand that year or 10 grand that year. So I'm excited to dive into that, how you should be managing your money, how you should be putting money aside for the tax man. I'm not an accountant, but we will be having a conversation around being aware of that and making sure that we are Um, thinking ahead for the future and putting money aside for the things that are important to us. So, Mm.
1: yeah,
0: that's going to be a really, really cool conversation. Hannah, is there anything you want to add in terms of money management pricing?
1: Yeah, I think something that I always was like frustrated with when I was growing my business in that blog and Pinterest management, was so many people, like in order to be have and grow a profitable business, they were like raise your rates, raise your rates, raise your rates, and it was like raising your rates was the only solution to a profitable business or making more money. And I think it there gets a point where it's not. I think oftentimes it's a band aid fix because we just go, I'll oh, raise your rates and that'll solve everything. And yes, at times we need to raise our rates, but as Sarah's saying, there's so much more intention that goes behind it. It's not just like chucking a number in to raise it and have more mm-hmm. money. Like it's actually yes. so much more into it. And I think where our experience comes in um, as well for the program is Sarah is a florist. So she is used to knowing how to cater for different expenses like flowers (laughs) that you Mm -hmm. often don't think about Um, and I have had to really think about how to price when having team members like that agency style so there is so much uh, that goes into thinking about pricing and I think oftentimes it's like I feel Mm -hmm. good with my price awesome so now you've got to go okay how do I manage the income I have in it so Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for that part because even when you think you've got it there's so much more to learn (laughs)
0: Yeah. And the the thing with pricing and you know I'll be teaching our students in the program as well is that pricing isn't permanent. Yeah. You can make changes so whenever true. you want to. I guess one little piece of advice if you are considering changing your pricing is to actually let it take root for a little bit mm. before you potentially change it back. A lot of people will Change the pricing on their website, they'll give it 48 hours. Oh, I haven't had an inquiry in the last 48 hours. I might just put it back because I could be mm. scaring people away. Mm. Now, that's a really valid argument, except for the fact that it's only been 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> if it's been two months, three months, and you actually have noticed a significant decline in leads or conversions, sure, maybe that's something you need to revisit. Potentially, you shouldn't actually be lowering your pricing, but you should be relooking at your offering suite and client experience. Mm. And those things go very hand in hand together. Mm. But that would be one little piece of advice if you are considering changing your pricing is to just allow it to take root before you just freak out and change it back. Yes. <laughs> <But> <laughs> simply put, making more money is really simple. Mm. You want to make more sales and spend less money. Like yeah. that's ultimately how we need to or how we can make more money. Um, But obviously, there are so many factors involved with that. And I don't want people walking away thinking, oh, okay, in that case, I'm not going to invest in X, Y, Z, because Mm. investments are a good thing. Mm. Um, But we just need to be really mindful of how we're spending our money and how we're managing the finances. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one. All right, moving on to marketing and lead generation. I know those words sound really like big corporate, you know, (laughs) marketing and lead generation, like massive, massive businesses only do that. But no, like all of us. Uh, in the game of generating leads. Um, obviously, like the definition of a lead is going to depend on the kind of business. A lead for you might be an inquiry that comes straight into your inbox or it might be a sign up on a wait list. It might be, you know, someone DMing you on Instagram. But I think ultimately that's the first question we need to answer is what, what what is a lead to you because that's going to determine how you're going to generate those leads. For me in my wedding business, a lead for me was when someone filled out the inquiry form on my website. If someone messages me on Instagram, I actually don't take that inquiry seriously. I just point them straight to the website. All of my leads are in my inbox, nice and organized. Um, but we'll just be talking about how we can generate more leads how we can attract more clients, um, and just the marketing side of the business. So essentially, and Hannah, would love for you to chime in this as well, but essentially marketing is that stage for us to attract clients to get in touch with us so that we can then go forth and make the sale. <laughs> but yeah. it's that stage before we have had that sales conversation mm-hmm. um, when a client has seen you online or seen you wherever they have, and they've made that next step of then saying, I want to know more. Is that Mm -hmm. kind of what you think?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's like basically businesses is about marketing. Like you're constantly having to get new leads and constantly having to evolve with what's current, the best ways to do it, where your audience is. And so I think um, it's a skill that maybe you – Are good at, maybe you're not good at, but either way, it's a skill we're Mm. constantly using in business. Like in order to grow a business, you've got to know how to market well. And so I'm really excited for that part.
0: Yeah. I think most people put a lot of energy into their marketing because it's Mm. something that they feel leads to success. Mm. They don't always do it well. But I feel like that's (laughs) where a lot of people invest the most amount of their energy because it feels exciting, right? Like Mm. it feels exciting when Your Instagram follow account increases, and when people are DMing you on Instagram, when you're getting these leads into your inbox. But the next stage, which kind of nice little segue, is that next step of booking the client and the actual Mm. sales process. And I think, yeah, as I said, a lot of people do prioritize marketing. Yeah, but I think it's time that we do start paying close attention to the phase after we actually get the lead, because Mm. you could be getting hundred leads a day, but if you're not converting any of them, then therefore you're not making any money. So I think arguably more so than generating more and more and more and more leads is actually to work at how we can increase that conversion rate. Mm. Because sometimes, and this is kind of a journey I've been on in my business, Hannah, you might have have even had a similar journey, but sometimes you actually want the leads to slow down because people who are inquiring aren't actually the right fit. Mm. And you can be wasting so much time saying, No, 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 no. But if we can, you know, create some kind of little funnel so that people can self qualify and not waste our time in our inbox, um, that's going to be a really helpful thing as well. So for me and my own wedding business, I went through this phase of having heaps and heaps of leads coming, but I was turning down so many because they just weren't the right fit. Um, They didn't meet my minimum requirements. Maybe I didn't like the vision or whatever it was. So for me, it was actually, I need to decrease these leads but mm. actually make sure the leads that are coming in are actually ones that I want to pursue. So that's a really important part of the process is looking at the psychology behind booking clients and we're excited to dive into that so that when people receive that response from you that first response guys this email is so important i don't think people take this seriously enough that yep. first <laughs> response they get from you like i call it the introduction email this is pivotal is mm. that a word yeah, it's a word. <laughs> it's pivotal in in booking the client because if mm. if they get a response that is, "Hi Sarah, yes, I am available. Let's talk further. Kind regards, Hannah." That's mm. not really exciting. Yeah. But if I get a, "Hey Sarah, oh my gosh, I am so excited that you reached out. Your wedding is sounding absolutely beautiful and I cannot wait to talk about the details. Here are the next steps for us to continue this conversation." These are the things I need from you. Sarah, I cannot wait to talk more about your beautiful wedding. I'm so excited to be involved. Love, Hannah. Like what a beautiful response to receive. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I want to book that person right now. So we'll be talking about all of those kinds of things, nurturing that client or potential client from the get-go so that in their mind, there is no other choice. Because Mm. when they initially reach out, there's a really good chance that they've reached out to 30 other people that they're considering hiring or investing in or Mm. whatever it is. So I think this is the part that really excites me is because you want you want to be that person who they believe is the person for them and you don't have to fight over price. You don't have to fight over who has the most amount of, um, you know, inclusions. They just know that they want to work with you. Yeah. So excited to kind of go into more depth with that one.
1: Mm, it's going to be so good. And I think like, I mean, I love that it excites you. For me, it used to scare the living daylights out of me. <laughs> I found sales, like, the most scariest thing ever because, like, I remember getting on my first sales call and I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Like, how does this work? I was so nervous. I was staying at my auntie's. I was like trying to cover that it wasn't my real desk. Like it was scary. But I booked the client. And from there, like I think there's so, one of the most exciting things I used to hear was someone saying, I've reached out to other Pinterest managers and I've decided to go with you. And that's our heart is to like, Mm. how can we make you stand out? And once you learn the sales psychology and the process and what works, the best part is it gets, in my view, easier and easier because you'll you know yeah. the skills, and then it's just a matter of tweaking for what feels best for you. I think there's no like yeah. cookie cutter approach to sales. It's more right. like here's the foundation of the things that work and what's included in sales and that process. Now you can make it your own and you can have the conversations be like fitted to you and what works and your kind of personality Mm -hmm. because ultimately that's what's going to book the client. You want to be your personality. And so I think it's really exciting once you understand the process because then you can customize it in an automated way, right? And have that experience that really makes the client go, yes, I want you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Sales shouldn't feel sleazy. Sales should feel really authentic. And I think, I mean, that's also a strategic move is making it feel authentic and Mm. not sleazy, but you want to be coming from a place of care and authenticity and I cannot wait to serve you and injecting your own personality into that process because people are going to see through the sales tactics. Yeah. Of course, we will be touching on those things because yeah. they are important. So yeah. And I mean, we're all about strategy, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we want that process to feel really natural and authentic mm. for you and for your potential client. And I guess to kind of wrap up this part of the conversation, I think A lot of people feel really scared of selling. Mm. And I think that's just a mindset that all of us as business owners need to constantly overcome because it can feel you know, it can feel selfish Mm. selling. Um, Mm. it can feel scary. And I think that's something that we need to get really comfortable with is knowing that selling's not a bad thing and kind of flipping it. And you've probably heard this before, but seeing selling more like serving. Yeah. We've heard everyone talk about it before, but it's important to kind of have a healthy mindset around what selling is mm. and knowing that you're in the game of business to make mm. sales. The most beautiful businesses out there, um, they still run really strategic businesses and they still take it really, really seriously. And yeah, I guess it's finding that balance of being strategic, but also genuine as well. So yeah, really good conversation. Mm, So good. Well, Hannah, this is what you're so passionate about and you've already shared about this, but schedule and team plan. You're like just the queen of schedules and I don't Mm -hmm. know, it amazes me how you can just simplify it so much. Yet It is just so strategic and intentional. would love to, yeah, kind of just allow you to have a moment to chat about why this is so important and yeah mm. just talk about this a little I know we touched on this I mean for a whole episode episode something yes whatever it was, <laughs> I'll link it in the a <laughs> long time ago guys um, but Hannah if you just want to yeah share in a little bit less detail what that looks like and why it's so important
1: totally and oh my gosh I could talk about this forever like this is the part where I get so excited um as Sarah said I think schedules one of the most important things and in the episode Sarah's mentioning we went into way more detail about how to create a schedule and what that (laughs) looks like and in the program which I'm really excited about is we can actually like because we're only capping it at 10 people and we want to make sure that like every person gets a schedule that they really love and so that's what I'm excited about is customizing it to you. And so I think something that's really important with a schedule is to keep in mind that it needs to reflect your personality and your priorities in the season. And so like, oftentimes we think, Oh, I feel so guilty for not sticking to my schedule or I've got like to do lists everywhere. Or like Sarah was saying earlier, she switched Mm -hmm. to bookkeeping, right? Like there's nothing quote unquote, right or wrong with the way you do your schedule it's more how can you make it most effective and so I'm a big believer in productivity schedules it's not so much about just getting a to-do list done quickly or trying to finish everything fast it's more asking yourself what's actually on the to-do list and that plays into marketing into your client experience into offerings all of it it's like what actually needs to be on your list what are those like profit generating tasks for you and your business and putting those into an effective schedule based on when you want to work, how you want to work, what you want your days to look like. And so that's kind of what that looks like. And then as far as team goes, um, I have made some great hires and I've made some terrible hires <laughs> and have learned both, like from both of them. And so I would say one of the most important parts of team, whether you don't have a team yet, whether you're thinking about hiring, whether you already have a team and you're like, how do I make this work better? Is that every role needs to have a success metric? And so we'll go way more into depth mm. in our program. But like, let's say you hire an inbox manager or you hire like let's say Sarah hires someone for her, like to help her make her flowers, a flower, I don't know, however the terminology is for florists, her bouquets, I think that's a word. Or, you know, like all of these things, like there actually needs to be metric behind it because at the end of the day you want a team that's going to then help grow your business further or give you time back or give you energy back and so it's looking at those three areas of time money and energy and how your schedule your hires all of that is playing into that and helping it but team can be one of the greatest gifts ever but it can Mm. also be one of the biggest pain points ever if you don't hire well And so I think something, yeah, I'm just always learning is that hiring should never be a Band-Aid fix approach to a time or money problem. It should be an intentional step that's got a clear role, a clear success metric that is actually going to help you grow your business rather than just cross your fingers and hope that it's going to save you time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Mm. yeah. And I think um, like schedule and the team plan go so well together and that's kind of why we've paired these two things together and yeah. even if you don't currently have a team or you're not sure if that's where you're heading I still think this is going to be so valuable because the root of this is creating an intentional schedule one that yeah. you know doesn't just make you on surface level productive or it doesn't just make you a to-do list checker offerer um, but you know it allows you to actually step into that CEO role looking at the tasks that need to be completed and prioritizing the right ones at the right time so that Mm -hmm. you can be most productive and can therefore make more money and more profit in your business. It can change the game when you get strategic with your schedule. Yeah, Hannah, you've taken me through this, um, I mean, with my own schedule and like, it's been life-changing, you know, all of a sudden I don't have to have every day on my calendar free to book coaching calls. I've, you know, created sections within my weekly calendar that I'm available for those things I know exactly when I'll be working on my wedding business I know exactly Mm. when I'll be working working on my coaching business and it can just it can be business changing and life changing when you can actually start being strategic with how you develop an intentional schedule so yeah it's a really 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 important thing something that I don't think business owners take seriously enough But we've all been there, right? Like we've all gotten ourselves into these businesses. We're making, starting to book clients, starting to make money, yet somehow the weeks just fly by and you look back and you think, what did I even accomplish this week? What did I even do? And you have this massive long to-do list of projects that you haven't completed, but our heart for this part of the program is for you to actually gain real clarity with your business. Mm. What projects are you wanting to work on? What tasks need to be done daily, weekly, monthly, and how can you create like a, not a calendar, but yeah, a weekly schedule that makes sense for you and makes sense for your business. Hmm. And then obviously then implementing that into how you look at your team and hiring. So yeah, I'm so keen for that. I know (laughs) I'm going
1: to be learning so much from you, Hannah, during that that week. (laughs) I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Um, And then last but not least is systems and scaling. Mm -hmm. Um, I know this is also your jam, Hannah, something you're very passionate about. I've learned to like systems, I was going to say love systems. I don't think <laughs> I love systems; it's not in my DNA. But I've learned the importance of systems because yeah. I I am a crazy person when I don't have them, and they're so so important to have if you actually want to start building a business that's sustainable and isn't going to burn you out. So, totally. Anna, tell us about systems.
1: and like I reckon one of the worst things we can do is do business in our head like it's so hard to try and remember everything and like we don't want to put that pressure on ourselves
0: and creatives I know that's like I know that's you because that's me and I know that. when you're a type B, type B, yeah, when you're a type B, you're the creative type, you go with the flow. Um, That feels really, really natural, but it's not sustainable. If you want to start building a sustainable, scalable business, we need to start implementing systems.
1: (laughs) So true. Um, So yeah, so a little bit about systems. In my view, there's three areas of your business. The first is sales. So this is like all the marketing stuff that Sarah was talking about, all the sales part, everything that essentially helps you attract potential clients and book them, that is sales. And then you've also got the offerings area of your business. So these are all the ways people buy from you and you deliver that um, experience, whether it's like, let's say, you know, like Sarah, a florist, like that would be an offering for her. For me, blog and Pinterest, that's an offering. So basically all your packages And then the third area of your business is operations. So this is things like team management, um, accounting, bookkeeping, like the legal, like all of those areas, parts of your business, inbox management, all of it. And so in my view, like each of those areas need different systems. And so if you're going to do a task more than once, there needs to be a system for it and oftentimes that idea of creating systems is scary as heck um, because it sounds like a lot of work but actually in my view even as someone who loves systems it's actually not that much work because really it's just putting to paper that which you are doing anyway and so it shouldn't be this long drawn-out process and the other I guess what's the word? Uh, Opposition, I don't know, to creating systems is that it like boxes you in and it feels too structured and all of that. But the beauty of systems is it's actually allowing you to be more flexible. It's allowing you to go, hey, I was meant to do this today, but I can't because I'm sick or I've got to go to my kids' soccer game. I don't know. But it's like, okay, so I know what the task list was meant to be, in order to deliver, let's say that offering, so I can reschedule that to tomorrow. So systems allow you to do that and be flexible in that way. And so, really, it's just looking at how can we store the different processes in your business. How can we create systems that are going to allow you to do that and feel fun for you? Um, because a lot of times people think systems drain personality out of a business, but they actually allow you to bring it in. So. An example I love to use is Disneyland. Not that I've ever been there before, but I have heard. <laughs> or even, actually, let's use one that I've actually experienced. So the Body Shop is a business here in Australia. I don't know if it's around the world. I'm pretty sure it is. But anyway, it's basically, it is. It is. yeah, it's like uh, makeup, soap, all of that kind of stuff. Anyway, I love it. And so I was in there um, earlier this year, and they were like, I went to buy something, and they got my, like, customer name thing for my points. And they're like, oh, happy birthday. I hope you have a good day. Like here's a $10 voucher for your birthday. And I was like, man, that is automated uh, client experience. That's Mm. systems working for them because it has been put in their system that it is my birthday. They're able to now bring that personalization because the system has reminded them of that. But if you're doing everything from scratch, you can't allow your personality to shine in your business because all of your Mm. energy attention is going to just doing the bare basics of that process. So I clearly have a passion for systems. And then the other part mm-hmm. of that is scaling because at the end of the day, as service providers, our time is our scaling feature. And there's only so much time we get in a day. And so it's looking at how you want to scale long-term, uh, whether that's through building up with a team, whether that's through like adding different like parts of your business, whether it's just going, you know what, enough, I love this where I'm at right now and I feel good about this. Let's just keep scaling at this level. And so we really want to basically give you a business plan on a page almost that you have that and so you know the direction that you're scaling towards so that all of your efforts, attention, focus can go towards that because I think there's a beauty to scaling But it can also be a part where a lot of businesses fall apart, in my view, because they haven't got the systems to support it. They haven't got the big picture idea. Uh, And both Sarah and I love thinking big picture. Like we love that dreaming goal setting, but we also love the logistics side. And actually, how can you break it down to get there? And so we want to bring both to that part of the program. So yeah, is there anything you want to add? What do
0: you feel is like a misconception around scaling and like what that means? Because I think for a long time, I thought scaling meant growing, Yeah. but scaling looks different to growing. So can you maybe just explain why scaling is different and also better than just growing and booking more clients?
1: Totally. So scaling at the end of the day is asking yourself the question, how can I make more money more effectively? So, that may look like simply getting systems in place so that you can have more time so that you can do that. And like you said, I think people go, I just need to book more clients, book more clients, book more clients. But what they're not realizing is that then tips the scale and impacts their time, impacts their energy, impacts their experience, right? Like I went through a lot of uh, growing, scaling pains when I went from like three to five clients to then 30 to 35 clients. Like that's a very different business. And so I think a lot of people just go, I need to grow, 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 but they don't look at what that impacts, which is the client experience, right? I know I signed up, Yeah, I won't mention them, but I signed up with a service provider business who I'd heard a lot of great things about, but they had scaled to an agency point and so much of my stuff was getting lost. I didn't feel seen Mm -hmm. and it wasn't fun. And that is a big misconception with scaling is that it's not just about making more money. It's about doing it in an effective way. And so like I either see people go, I'm going to make a course and that's how I'm going to scale, or I'm going to just keep booking more clients and hope that it makes more money. And none of those um, ways of doing it are wrong. It's just asking yourself, what do you want scaling to look like for you, and how can your business support that scaling up? Like, how can it be supported? How can it be done well? Um, and yeah, there is hopefully yeah. that answered the question.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, and like as you said before, like that can look like hiring and bringing yeah. someone on to help you manage an totally. extra amount of clients. Or it could look like or in a lot of cases, also it looks like creating systems to help you manage that growth, or it could look like, yeah, stepping into education and releasing yeah. content or courses to make passive income. Like scaling can look like a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to that conversation. I think a lot of people when they think growing a business they're only looking at that amount of clients that they're booking Mm, mm. I mean it's still a good metric to be aware of right like it's totally to know like how many clients you're working with or how many weddings you've booked or whatever that looks like um but it's not the only thing and we can't always make up our profit goals in volume in terms of booking clients volume is not always the answer yeah um so true in some seasons it is when you're in early stages that is the answer you need to start booking clients but I think um you know, when you when you hit that point where you're starting to build traction, you're starting to book more clients, then we need to get a little bit more intentional, intentional and strategic with the overall structure of our business to make sure it's heading in the right direction. And you're not creating this monster that you're going to resent. Exactly. In six to 12 months
1: time. <laughs> that is the goal. No, I love it. <laughs> Um,
0: No, I love it. And I love what you're saying that systems, they can actually provide flexibility and they should Mm. provide flexibility. Mm. Systems don't have to feel um, restrictive. They don't have to feel overwhelming. Um, Systems actually free you up to do, you know, the things that only you can do, or it frees you up to provide a better client experience, or it frees your team up to be able to operate more effectively. Systems have a lot of benefits. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a really, really good conversation. and. You know, we'll be talking not not necessarily about one platform. We want this to be applicable for, you know, whatever system is going to work for yeah. you. It's not, it's not necessarily just uploading all of your systems and workflows into ClickUp or whatever you use, because that's not always the answer. Systems don't always look like a project management system. Mm. Sometimes they do, but systems can look like or they can start off as documenting your processes in a Google Doc. You know, they can look like creating a CRM to help you manage your clients. You know, systems can, you know, show themselves in a lot of different ways. And it's finding the, I guess, the balance of all of those things that make sense for you and yeah. your personality and your business. So good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> now that we've kind of broken all of this down again with one another. I'm just really, really excited for this program. So let's talk about it. Hey, so um It's called Purposeful Profit. Um, I think we mentioned that earlier in the episode. And our heart for this is to help you guys build not only more profitable businesses, because that's the goal, right? But to do that with purpose and to Mm. do that with intention, Um, because a lot of people, they actually go wrong in the sense that they're building profitable businesses, but they're not doing it with any kind of purpose. And yeah, they're gonna just end up burning out. Or they do end up burning out. And that's that's not what we want. That's not what we want for us. It's not what we want for you. So the whole point of this is creating businesses that are purposeful and profitable and specifically looking at purposeful, profitable systems and schedule. And all of the things that we've talked about kind of fit into these, I guess, main what do you call them? Not pillars. You know, these main buckets, I guess, if you will. So that's kind of the the overall um, heart for the program. Is there anything that you want to add to that, Hannah?
1: Yeah, I think um, something to keep in mind, right? If you're considering this program, a lot of times when I've seen group programs, I've been like, oh, I know about pricing, so I don't need this program. Or I know about this, so it's just going over what I already know. And totally get it because I've been there before. I think something to keep in mind, though, is that we We have created the content to cater to the specific type of person that we want for this program. And so, while one topic you may be great at, it's actually just a revision um, because I think it's always important to reassess these areas often in your business, right? Like, even I may be great at pricing, but I constantly assess it and evaluate it because that's a key pillar to growing a business. And so, we have really designed these pillars I guess we could call them to be content that will help you and help you think about like identifying holes in your business that you may have been like blinded to otherwise and so we really wanted to create that um with intention plus I'm sure we will get into all the other coaching parts with it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and you know, everyone's desires and goals are going to look different. You know, some people might be happy working five days a week, whereas some people can only accommodate working two or three days or only want to work two or three days. Yeah, And I think that's where all six of these topics can be, you know, so important for all of those different types of people and their different desires because it is so personal and we want to help you you know, create a plan that makes sense for you. Mm. So for you, if you want to work five days, your schedule is going to look completely different to someone who only wants to work two or three days. Totally. A person who wants to work two or three days may need to make additional hires so that they can step out of the business a little bit more. So yeah, looking forward to kind of doing that. But, you know, I think, I mean, I think a lot of people, like they don't believe you should be working 60 hours a week in their business, but They still do because Mm. they have no other option. And Mm. I think that's where we want to step in and actually help you to become, um, you know, just more mindful of how you're running your business so that you can create a a work-life balance that suits you and that is actually reasonable. Um, totally yeah it's gonna be good Mm -hmm. um I guess the inclusions people are probably wondering what this looks like so it's a 12-week program or three months however you want (laughs) to call it but it's a 12-week program which I think is a really nice length uh we've both been in programs that have gone for six months 12 months and although there's a place for those courses or programs I think Three months is a nice amount of time where we can get into the nitty gritty really, really quickly Yeah. Um, because I don't know about you, but I don't have 12 months to get my act together. No. <laughs> I want to get it. I want to get things in line now and I want to start operating from an effective, purposeful place as soon as I can. Mm, so so good. the content's going to be pretty condensed in the sense that we're going to be going through it really, really um, quickly, but we also don't want to skim over it. But it's going to be, you know, structured structured in a way so that you're going to be learning a lot, but we also want to provide the tools to allow you to implement those things Mm -hmm. um, seamlessly into your business. So we've got two two two-hour calls a month Mm -hmm. or one two-hour call every fortnight, however you want to (laughs) um, think about that. But um, yeah, we decided to have, we were talking about this for, oh wow, like what's the best way to structure this? Originally we were going to do weekly calls and we we're thinking people realistically can't commit to that. Um, so we've decided to structure it in a way that it's a two-hour call every other week. We're going to be teaching for what, 45 to 60 minutes on the topics that we've just discussed today, providing, you know, tips, advice and homework for you but not in a yucky teachy teachy kind of way but you know (laughs) tasks actionable tips to help you implement into your business Um, and then obviously the end of the call will be a little bit more Q&A mastermind kind of style where we can brainstorm what that looks like in your own businesses um, to help you implement effectively so that's kind of the main teaching element Um, Hannah do you want to tell us about the slack channel
1: Yes. So, um, before we get into the Slack channel, also it comes with a one-on-one call with Sarah and I for an onboarding call. Yeah, should I um, mention that? That's because that's right at the start. Yes, <laughs> that is right at the start. And like we really wanted to bring that in because we want to make sure that we personally, as a as your coaches know your goals and where you want to head and so for us like we really want to make sure every person feels seen um and every person actually Mm -hmm. feels empowered to achieve their goals because every goal will be different and look different and like we have both been in programs where you sit on hours of calls listening to people um and they get a little 10 minute snippet and that's it, and then like, you know, and we really didn't want that to be the case. And so we have that uh, 45 minute onboarding call at the start then we have, like um, Sarah said, fortnightly calls or every other week if you're not in Australia. <laughs>
0: um, I was so surprised how people from the US don't know what fortnightly is. I know. I've talked about this with all of my US clients because <laughs> I've been like, oh, and you can blog fortnightly. And they're like, what? what? <laughs> like, is that like a software?
1: <laughs> yeah. So we're learning to be more American for all of you people. Um, and then also, so the Slack channel. So if you've never used Slack before, basically it's like, an elevated text platforming. I don't know how to explain it, but basically what it is is <laughs> that's a great
0: way to describe it. Okay, you can great be on your marketing team.
1: <laughs> Nailed elevated <it>. text platform. <laughs> um, so it's a mobile phone app as well as on your desktop. Wow, that was really techy. But anyway, so you've got both of those options options. You can be in it when you want. And essentially, how we are having this work is there is different channels within the slack channel so we we have like a place for you to celebrate your wins we have a place for you to introduce yourself so you can get to know others in the cohort like we are really protective of this community and we want to make sure that those who join are actually a good fit with each other so got that to get to know each other um and then the i guess main part that you'll use in the slack channel is a weekly coaching and accountability so the reason we were going to actually have like alternating coaching calls. Um, but what we found was it's actually way more powerful if you can just say what you've done, ask your question, and we can then in depth go into supporting you within that Slack thread. And you don't have to listen. Like you can just see questions people ask, and then you can listen and w- or read feedback that is relevant to you, plus that other people have asked. And so you don't have to sit on a huge call. if you don't want to listen to all of those. So, basically the way that works is every single at the start of every week, we'll ask you questions like what have you got done, what are you going to get do, what are you going to do and then also like what questions do you have or you know what's something you want us to review right we can review your inquiry forms we can review like whatever that looks like we really want to make sure that you are supported in that way and that we're keeping in mind the goals you set on your onboarding call with us and so yeah it's like Sarah said it's going to be an intense three months but the best three months ever like we are so excited for it
0: yeah I really feel like it's going to transform your business mm-hmm. and like we don't say that lightly, but the content that we're covering and the method that we're covering it all and the, our heart behind the way we teach is for you to build a business that supports your life Yeah, and yeah, I'm really, really excited to go into that in so much depth over the 12 weeks that we are going through the program. It's going to be so good. You guys will also get a drive with some pretty cool digital resources. So there are some really fun things in there. There's a profit allocation generator, which is essentially helping you to create sales goals for the year and work out how you're going to get there in terms of your relevant services and the pricing and how many you need to sell, your expenses, and essentially if you're going to meet that goal or not. Really, really simple tool, but It's really, really cool as well. There's an income allocation generator, which is going to help you work out um, how you should be separating your finances you know how much should you be setting aside for tax or how much should you be setting aside for expenses how much can you pull from your business Um, which is a really really cool tool as well just to help you start thinking about how to break down your money into little buckets so that you can obviously keep on top of your expenses but also start paying yourself because that's the goal. Um, Hannah you're providing a few cool resources as well like some click up templates and referral marketing training which was great I was starting to prepare like the marketing content for the the marketing part of the program and I was thinking about the key I guess marketing platforms that we should be focusing on and I know referrals is a massive one and that's something Hannah's great at so um we've decided to throw that in as well so you can go and watch that in your own time and then there's going to be a few sneaky surprise resources that we'll be throwing your way along the program as well. So, yeah, different documents. That sounds so boring. <laughs>
1: um, different, <laughs> <resources>. <laughs> um,
0: different things that you can fill out you know, to help you take notes or help you implement. Um, and then, yeah, a few little surprise things as well to help you implement the content. So mm-hmm. a few, yeah, some really fun bonuses that you guys will be getting as well.
1: Yeah, it's going to be so good. Oh, I literally can't wait for it. And I, like something to keep in mind as well, we give you templates and all those bonus resources, but then we're also giving you feedback on your own versions of them. Like if there's emails or something you want us to yeah. have a look at, we get to, well, We get to. We are excited to um, give you feedback on that as well. Sarah, I'd love for you to touch on, like, who is this program best for? Where are they at in business? Who is it a good fit for? Uh, Because we want to serve everyone, but we want to be intentional with this group uh, that it is a good fit for the kind of result we want to get. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, we've essentially, I mean, the first main Prerequisite (laughs) is that um, it's for service providers. Mm -hmm. And I know that can mean different things for different people, but essentially, if you provide a one on one service for a client, whether um, that's the B2B capacity, like, you know, VA or bookkeeper or social media manager or blog and Pinterest manager, whatever that looks like, you're obviously a service provider. If you're in the wedding industry, you're serving clients more like the B2C. Area?
1: <laughs> <laughs> looking for. area yeah more like
0: the b to c area um <laughs> so if you're a florist obviously a photographer a stationary designer you're also a service provider as well so that's kind of the first prerequisite <laughs> if you will so if you are a solopreneur or you have a small team and one to two team members that's kind of the contents kind of geared towards that stage of business. Um, So if you still want to work in your business for like at least two days a week, so you're not wanting to step back entirely and scale back to like one day, um, you're still wanting to be in your business and still wanting to potentially serve clients, this program would be a good fit for you as well. And essentially, if you feel like you are jumping from one task to another, you have no kind of you know, clear direction or strategy with your business and you're wanting to start stepping into that CEO role and being effective and strategic with those decisions that you make to build a more profitable or sustainable business. Yeah, this program is really geared towards you as well. Mm. It's only thing that I've missed.
1: Yeah, I think something um to keep in mind is that it is for those who are not brand new. So we suggest like having at least an idea of a package that you want to scale or you want to become an expert in or maybe you are. So Yeah. I think basically a good indication is if you've experienced some growth to a certain level, whether it's uh, you know, you've booked some really ideal clients and you want to build upon that, maybe you're booked out and you wanna just have a better schedule and scale better, it's for you. Or if you have booked some clients before and you know your client experience isn't as schmick as it can be or the lead generation like then it's for you um so it's more if you are refining and tweaking your packages rather than just starting brand new yeah then that's for you as well so yes hopefully uh that makes sense but if you are wondering i just want to know exactly if it's for me then send us a dm um because we would love to have a chat with you one-to-one just to make sure like hear a little bit more about your business where you're at and then we can help um, make that recommendation as well either way like we are not pressured salespeople; (laughs) we like to make it fun (laughs) and really just give you all the information you need so that you can make an informed decision at the end of the day that's what sales is um so yeah for
0: sure yeah, if you're unsure about it, if you don't know if you have the right kind of business, yeah, feel free to DM us. We are not scary at all. Um, <laughs> We'd love to hear from you and work out whether it's the right fit for you. And we will provide an honest opinion on whether yeah. we think it is or not. As Hannah, I think, mentioned before, like we're going to be really protective of this community. and. Mm you know it's a little bit of a scary word but selective in the sense that we want to make sure the people who do enroll are going to mesh well with the other part of members of the community so we're not going to just say yeah you should join to anyone who asks we're actually going to ask a little little bit about the kind of business you're running where you're at in your business and you know provide a, some suggestions on whether it could be the right fit or not but yeah as Hannah said is before just reiterating like we we were talking about the know the purpose of this program and um, who we wanted to gear it towards Um, like obviously a lot of the content is for you know a business owner that has experienced some kind of growth we're talking about systems and schedule and team so that's kind of why we've kind of said once you have experienced a level of growth that's going to look different for different people and we didn't want to make it like super strict like between like this much and this much but you know you've experienced some kind of growth but feel like you um, aren't operating as effectively as you want or maybe you know obviously the middle part of the program we are touching a little bit on like you know marketing and booking the right clients so that you can therefore run the business that you want to run so we will be talking about all of that as well but yeah that's kind of our intention for the program is to help people go to that next level and create a business that actually excites them and brings them joy and doesn't feel like a burden. I'm really excited if I haven't made that clear. I know, Hannah, you are so stoked as well.
1: I want to join.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm like, can someone else teach this program? Can I just like come and like soak it all in? Because I want to be a student in this. This is great. Um, But no, I feel like, you know, our strengths look so different. Mm. I feel that we have the same heart for business. We have the same approach and philosophy. And that's kind of why we've come together and decided to create this program is because our strengths align so beautifully, Mm. yet we still have the same kind of heart and vision for what business should look and feel like. And yeah, I'm just so grateful that we have connected and, you know, our our stories have aligned so beautifully. And I don't know, Hannah, do you actually just want to quickly explain what this looked like for us and how we kind of came up with this in the first place
1: yeah maybe your version of the story is different but for me um (laughs) I I don't know it's funny when you tell a story and you're like wait I saw that differently but anyway my version of it um was Sarah and I we met how long ago now like 18 months or so ago (sighs) Yeah, yeah, feels yeah. like it's been ages, but um, we met actually at a business retreat. Sarah was hosting it, and I had never followed Sarah online; didn't really know her much. Uh, or actually, didn't know her at all. Um, and we were so brave. So I know I don't even know why I did it, <laughs> but um, I knew I knew one of the people going, and I was like, "Hey," I-, I didn't really know them overly well, but I think I'd only met them like once in person. But anyway. I said yes. I went in the car with that person, and then we met. And I remember like making flower crowns, and I was so bad at them. Um, and I was like, "Sarah, how do I do this?" Because you're the florist here. Anyway, we got talking, and I think it just, like you said, we we blend well together because we're so different but so similar. And so, anyway, fast forward to a few months ago, maybe a month. I don't know. Timeline is not my strength. Um, but we. We're talking, and I had actually had a hard week at the start of it, and then Sarah was kind of like having a hard one as well. So we both were in a um, just in a week where it was like a bit meh and not that fun. So we decided to FaceTime, and we were just talking, like checking in with each other. And then by the end of that call, we had planned out this group coaching program, and I I just love that story because to me, it's so much of what community is. It's like we both love coaching, we both have a heart for it, but nothing really fully clicked in like the offerings we were creating on our own. And so we were just like, all of a sudden had all these topic ideas and we wanted to foster this community together. Um, And it was, I guess, something that brought us joy when we were planning it. And I really believe that will flow on to the students as like the people in it as well is like it was a real I guess like joy for us and just that added lift that we needed and so it gave us some focus in where we were at in the seasons we were in um and so I'm really yeah I just excited for it and I know um something that excites me is like you said we both have really different strengths I would say like we're quite different Enneagram 3, Enneagram 9, um, and both kind of have different strengths within business, but like you said, have such a similar heart. And so oh, that FaceTime call changed it all <laughs> because we were just checking like... in on each other and then it was all of a sudden planned out. And in weeks, we had a website, we had the program, we had like all of it. Um, So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so meant to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so good. totally. And as you <laughs> said, like the power of community, hey? And yeah. like sometimes like the best ideas or mm. shifts come from talking to someone else Yeah. and bouncing ideas of someone else. Because even if that idea like lies somewhere deep inside of you, sometimes you need that person to like draw it out of you and help yeah. you expand on that. So, yeah, so true. Um, absolutely. And I just think that was, yeah, such a beautiful, spontaneous moment, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I will – remember for a long time Yes, (laughs) Um, but yeah I'm I'm so excited who would have thought hey at that business retreat that we would be uh, here running this thing but I don't know something in me knew when I met you like she's gonna be my friend (laughs) it's like we're gonna we're gonna like do business together like not do business together but we're gonna be doing the journey together um and Mm -hmm. I don't I didn't quite expect it would unfold in this way but I'm glad um, it did though what a beautiful thing (laughs) So keen. Yeah. So keen. It's going to be so good. Well, we should probably wrap this episode up. We've been Mm -hmm. going an hour, but so, so grateful if you have tuned in till the end of this. We hope you found it helpful. We hope you've been able to take something or a few things away from our conversation and just helping you guys to look at your business with a really holistic, but also a, you know, strategic and effective mindset and not just, you know, Running, flying by the seat of your pants, and doing yeah. whatever you know feels right at the time, or doing what you think you should be doing. But our um, heart for business is that we can actually put on that CEO hat um, while still running a business that feels really good and really authentic and really life giving and joy giving. So yeah, it's going to be really, really good. Thank you so much for tuning in, and Hannah, thanks for coming on my show again. And <laughs> I'm sure I'll be talking to you later today, anyway. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs>
0: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss future episodes. And while you're at it, if you'd like to leave a five-star rating on iTunes, I would be so grateful. This lets me know what kind of content you're loving so that I can keep creating valuable content for you in the future. It also helps this podcast to find its way to the ears of other creatives just like you. You can check out the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode or head to my website, www.sarahluthie.com for more information and some cheeky freebies. Thanks again for being here, friend. I am so grateful for you and I'm cheering you on as you imperfectly pursue your purpose.